You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Hi, everyone. I am Martina Cunha, and you're listening to Backstage Talk. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Backstage Talk. Today's guest is someone that I have looked up to for quite a while now. And before I introduce this next guest, I want to thank our mutual friend, Jason Aguirre, for for introducing us. Um, I have here with me Dani Marin. They are a transplant from Southern California. They're a writer and performer and producer in New York City who originated the parody roles of Seymour in Liquor Shop of Horrors and Lefou in Beauty and the Bourbon as part of the drunk musicals off-Broadway run. Previously, they've also been seen in off-Broadway's um, in the off-Broadway production of Naked Boy Singing at Theater Row, and Danny produces shows across the country with their production company, Con Limon Productions. And they also were part of the inaugural cohort for the Schubert Organization's Artistic Circle. Danny, thank you so much for being here. I'm so excited. Oh my God, thank you so much for having me. I'm so thrilled. <laughs> I know that I just briefly introduced you, but. Um, a bio doesn't give us the whole story. So who is Dani Marin? Oh my God, we could be here for hours. <laughs> this is therapy, right? Um, I, I, You know, I, I've lived in New York. This will be my 11th year. And I spent a lot of my time, I moved here as an actor um, for Broadway. And, you know, I've been doing theater and I, I was very fortunate to have just concluded my, my run off Broadway with um, Liquor Shop and with Beauty and the Bourbon. Um, but I took a lot of time off to be an assistant. Um, I worked as an assistant for, you know, several Broadway stars um, in different spheres. And um, I, I, I really took a break because I didn't know who I was. And I feel like as an actor, if you are questioning yourself and still learning a lot about yourself, it's okay to take a break. And so I took I took a very, very long break of like, four or five years from acting, really. I did some concerts and, and little things here and there, um, but I was really focusing on the assistant work. And I was working with Sherry Renee Scott, uh, who is like my aunt. I love her. She's she's incredible. She's my family. Um, I was working with her and she said, Danny, you don't want to assist me forever. What do you want to do? Like, what what is next? If if you're not going to fully focus for an as an actor, what other things are interesting to you? Yeah. 
And, you know, I've, I've written and I've done all of these other little things. And I was like, well, you know, I really enjoy producing friends work. I love doing concerts. I like doing benefit shows, uh, cabarets. Like I like doing those things. And she said, cool, you want to be a producer, you should go produce. And she gave me the opportunity to work on her show. I worked with Jay Armstrong Johnson on his uh, Halloween spectacular with Broadway Cares. Um, and it really fueled a fire in me that um, as an actor and as a writer, that I understand a lot of the the smaller things that go on behind the scenes that a producer doesn't always see. Yeah. Um, so I, I really took it as a, a calling. Um, I launched my production company, Con Limon, in 2020 in the, in the midst of the pandemic um, with a, a mission statement to really support um, you know, marginalized communities and, you know, we're the global majority. And if, if we want to see more of us on stage, we need to have more of us behind the scenes as well. And so, you know, it's, it's been a, a, a real treat and I'm uh, very fortunate to be working with the people that I'm working with. I love that. I love that. So let's go back a little bit on your journey and why did you choose musical theater and Broadway? Cause I'm a, I'm sadistic. I don't know. I, I, um, hate, I hate myself a little bit. Um, no, I, I just always loved performing. I was, I, I was, and still am very much an introvert. I'm very, very shy. I actually have stage fright, like actually like have very bad stage fright. And, um, it was a big test for me. I, I was a really, um, young kid when, um, I was put into speech therapy because I couldn't, um, say a lot of the words in English because mm -hmm. my mouth wanted to say things in, like in Spanish. Mm -hmm. um, so I was put into speech therapy and that um, with diction and enunciation, like really kind of set me forward into my path as a performer. Um, yeah. I always loved singing. I always loved dancing. Um, I never had the um, opportunities to be able to do any of those things in as far as like, you know, summer camp or any of that. Um, we didn't really have those programs in like elementary school or middle school. Um, and so when I got into high school, uh, I was told to join the show choir. And that turned into a whole explosive thing because I got to sing, dance, I got to act. Um, they, they immediately were like, you're so hyper, you need to do musical theater, go with the drama kids. And so I, I found this, um, you know, cool cool home where I got to be weird and didn't feel different. I got to really show my strengths. I got to show my acting ability and it, it just, I really got the bug. I love that. I love that. So tell us a little bit also about your journey with Con Limon Productions, with the Sherbert Organization's Artistic Circle, with the shows that you do, both writing, on stage, producing, all about that. Yeah, so Con Limon um, was brought forth in 2020 during the pandemic. Um, it, it was very clear to me that we we all had these calls to action on how to move the, the theater community forward, not just Broadway, but theater as a whole. We were talking about all of these social changes around in our world and in our lives. And it it became very clear to me that, you know, I wanted to move forward as a producer. Um, I was working on a visual album for Broadway Cares um, with I Put a Spell on You with Jay jo Johnson. And I, I 
I knew in my heart that I didn't want to move forward as a producer as Danny Marin Productions or Danny Marin LLC. I really wanted to go forward saying, how can I create a production company that is for our community? And Con Limon really came from a place of like, you know, it came it came about as a joke, um, the name of, of it. We were throwing around names of it and my partner um, makes fun of me because the only time I eat Flaming Hot Cheetos is when they're con limon. <laughs> and so he 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 threw that at me and was like, haha. And I was like, wait, no, there's something to that. There's something, there's something to that. I really like that. And the what I've always said as a producer is that like for me, the way that I operate is that I like to plant seeds. I like to, and, and I've always used this metaphor, so it was like perfect. I like to meet people and wherever they are at or wherever I am in my journey, I am planting a seed by having a meeting with you or having communication with you. We're building a relationship. Sometimes those projects or those people need the nourishment now because something is happening and growing and, and you know their project is blooming now. So I need to really be giving it attention, give it sunlight, give it water, give it what it needs. And then there's others that you leave there and you forget about and you come back months later, years later, and you're like, oh, you grew. That's good. <laughs> and so with Mon, like it, it really kind of fit um, the world that I was going for that this was this has to be bigger than just myself. Yeah. And this has to be community based and community led. And, you know, I, I, I'm not perfect. I don't have all of the answers and, you know, I'm not a monolith to every disenfranchised community. So I need to learn too. There's a lot of places where I got to go with my unlearning and my relearning. Um, So it was a really cool opportunity to be able to start a production company that just wasn't about me, you know? Um, And then with that, I, I was recommended to apply for this program it was new. No one really knew anything about it except like what was on its press release. Um, and so I applied on a whim and I uh, had a really fantastic interview um, where I just felt like I was myself and didn't feel like I had to put on a disguise of myself. Um, a lot of time you go into these meetings for fellowships or for whatever um, and you feel like you have to, especially as a Latin A person, um, as a queer person, as a trans person, you feel like you have to put on a costume and say, here's the package. Here's what I think you want to hear from me. And in this particular room, I was just myself. I was unabashedly myself. And they understood. They got it. And I was like, I left the interview, my first interview, and I said, there's no way I didn't just get that. <laughs> and... And it's, and it's not from a place of cockiness. It just felt right. And those moments happen so often in our business where you, you have this gut instinct and you go, this is right for me. It may not be right for me now, but this is right for me. Yeah. And I was very lucky to be a part of this first cohort. And, you know, it really changed my life in a lot of ways. I met some incredible, incredible producers who are doing such good work. Um, Lauren Lacroix, Brian Joseph Lee, Victoria Dietrich, Sammy Lopez, who is like my twin, my twin brother producer, like Sammy and I have almost the exact same story. And that is so rare. 
We both come from the same place in California. We both very much have similar backgrounds as far as our family and why we got into producing and why we got into theater. And, you know, it's, it's really changed my life because I, for the first time in my career as a performer, as a producer, as a writer, I feel like I found my community. I feel like I found my people. I feel like I'm not alone. And that is the big part of why I produce. And that's really special and really important for people to hear. And I love that. I absolutely love that. Um, I want to move a little bit forward into your background and your heritage as a Latin person. How has your heritage impacted or influenced your artistry as a writer, as a performer, as a producer? Yeah, I think everything that comes with life and the lessons that we learn really come from our backgrounds. And for me, it's always been about family. It's always been about like the community that we build. And it's honestly always been kind of about music. Like my dad has been in like a mariachi band for since forever. And like with my uncles, like with family, they have their own like bands and they go do weddings and all <laughs> kinds of stuff. And it's, and it's, so music has always been around me. And that's been something that's so cool that I can like really connect with my dad about that. Yeah. And my grandparents, my, my, um, Abuelita and my Abuelito, they both, uh, also like write music and sing together and like always have like, that's what made them fall in love. And it's, it's something that I always remember when I get to be in up, like be in rooms and like, this is, Like, this is such a stepping stone for them. Right. Like, this is something that they get to be proud of, that, like, that was something that they passed on to a further generation. And it, it, it always brings a smile to my heart because, you know, they're so far away. They're all in California. And it, it just makes me feel connected anytime I'm a part of any of these rooms. I'm always reminded, oh, yeah, this is why I do this. This is how I got to this place. Um But yeah, I mean, I don't know, like as a performer, I, I, I really have, um, as an actor, I've really uh, embraced my heritage and very much, you know, uh, I'm very clear about like what I will stand for and what I won't stand for. And one of the things that, you know, my reps and I had a lot of conversations within the pandemic is that, you know, as a Mexican American um, with a last name like mine, Um, with the skin color of mine, I'm often being seen and auditioning for shows about Mexicans. Great. Happy about that. I get to represent my community and not pretend like a Colombian or Puerto Rican. Lovely. Love it. Representation matters. But I'm always being seen as somebody that is being deported or in fear of being deported or in fear that my family is being deported, there's always some kind of message behind there. And it mm -hmm. has been since the, the very beginning of the pandemic. And I told my reps that I don't want to do that anymore, that I am very fortunate and grateful that these stories are being told. There's too much of it. And a lot of them are coming from white guilds. And I don't, I don't want to be a part of that, especially because a lot of those storylines are being written by white writers. Yeah. Think about that. So I very much, if I see Ay Dios Mio one time and no other Spanish in a script, I don't want to do it. 
because I know that whoever did that did it because like that's the flavor that's what we yeah. do we just say adios mio and then that's it and I'm like cool our family speaks Spanish I'm terrible at speaking Spanish I speak Spanish not good at it but it is still a part of what happens at the home you know it, it was it's something that like I really resonated with like Ugly Betty and Jane the Virgin and all of these other shows where Spanglish was very much a part of mm-hmm. the story without needing closed captioning, without needing all of these things, because it's a, it's just how we talk at home. And I, I told my reps, I was like, I want to tell our stories in a completely different way. I want to be able to tell a story from a perspective. I want to play Evan Hansen in Dear Evan Hansen and tell a completely different story because my perspective as a Latine person, as a Mexican person, going to, you know, playing Evan as, you know, with a single single parent household and going to the rich white people and seeing the grass is greener on the other side, that story is now about assimilation and how greatly that story completely changes without you having to change a single thing. And that's the kind of work I want to do. And so with with that, like as a producer, that's the stuff that I try to find. I, I try to say, if we're going to cast these people, how can we how can we really utilize their story without having to change anything? How can we make this about them and for them and for their communities just as much and tell that same story? So that's really what I'm so grateful about with my background is that I've gotten to see a lot of um kind of the flaws and the quirks about what our industry tries to do, like try to do and try to put on us. Yeah, absolutely. Your brain needs support and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. What is the best thing about being a Latin artist? You mentioned oh this God. connection with your family, this connection with your heritage through your artistry. But what is the best thing? I think the best thing for me is that I can be unabashedly myself. There's nothing better than being a Latina person or like coming from a very loud Mexican family where every no one has imposter syndrome. Like we are loud. We know ourselves. We rag on each other and make fun. Like, let's talk about shade. Like we, we do that. Like, like it's nothing. And it's something that I just love. And as an artist, I, I really have learned over this last couple of years, especially that I can walk into a room and just, be myself and that's what I love about being Latin Latin artist is that like I really get to just put my full self into things and like I don't know I I, I don't apologize for being loud anymore 
I love that. And yes, we cannot ask, like, be sorry for being part of this huge Latin family that has very special characteristics. They are sometimes used as the stereotype, but in the end, we are those things. (laughs) Yes, they're a stereotype for a reason. And unfortunately, we don't help ourselves. Yeah. I'm just like, why am I going to apologize for that? Okay, I'm a stereotype, yeah? And I hope you're making money. Yeah. (laughs) Um, One of my last questions for you is, who is your biggest Latin inspiration? Do you have any artist from Latin America? Or you mentioned your grandparents that they, they bonded over music, your family bonded over music, your dad and his siblings bonded over music. Uh, But do you have any other biggest Latin inspiration? Yes, I I love this question. Thank you for asking this question. People do not ever ask this question. And this is, uh, I I think about it all the time. I literally was talking to my partner about, I was literally um, half asleep. I was like falling asleep. And I popped up out of bed and I said, hey, I need to reach out to this person. Okay, good night. Okay, let me tell you my two people. Everybody always thinks that I'm going to be like, Lin-Manuel Miranda is my person. I love Lin. I just met Lin for the first time with the launch of Rise, um, the platform. Yeah, I saw that picture. And Rise, everyone needs to go on to Rise. Like, that theater directory. It's such a a cool platform. And I'm very grateful to be a part of it. And um, it's incredible um and lynn is a sweetheart and you know if you look at that picture it literally i everybody asked me what did you do what did you say to make lynn laugh and i said i don't know he just kept laughing and i i, I blacked out i have no <laughs> idea what i said so <laughs> pictures forever um i can hear him laughing in that picture um but lynn is not my person i love lynn he's great my two people are America Ferreira and Eva Longoria. And the reason why they are my two people are because they really, they're doing a lot of what I do and on a, on a much higher platform. And they're two people that I really very much look up to in a lot of ways. They both came from not great backgrounds, you know, from, from a lower class families and they did the work. Yes. They went and auditioned, they took classes, they networked, they did all the things, became actors, are brilliant, incredible actors, are comedians, and I love it. It's what inspires me as an actor. I want to, you you know, not replicate them, but I really want to embody them when I act. Um, they're both so incredibly funny and so smart, um, but they really use their platforms to then break out of that and take the focus off themselves and they direct and they produce and they are both incredible activists. And, you know, it's, it inspires me. It, it, it really, you know, we talk about all of these people that you constantly have in your sphere. We talk about our ancestors, like holding us up and cheering us on. And, and I look at those two particular artists and I'm like, I want to be able to one day meet them and work with them and have them say, I'm so proud of you and what you've done by yourself. And 
you know, they're, they're just so cool and so humble and have started such crazy initiatives and are both very much theater fans. Uh, America has been off Broadway and has, you know, did the Merrily, uh, Merrily movie uh, years ago. And Eva Longoria, who I very much want to play family at some point. I want her to play my mom. She's probably too young to play my mom, but I want her to play my mom in something. Um, but uh, she's a huge theater fan. And I'm just like, are we not tapping into those communities? Because those film and TV people are producers and they love theater. Like she specifically, like she was interviewed in Rita Moreno's documentary, yeah. which is incredible. Watch it if, no one, if you haven't watched it, it's so good. But she talked about her love for musical theater and how that's what she grew up with was watching Rita perform. And that was what got her into acting and performing was having that inspiration. And so when I heard that, I was like, oh, I, I've never really thought about it in that particular way. And those two people were very much like my, my partner makes fun of me because once a year, truly once a year, I will go on a summer binge of Ugly Betty, literally, <laughs> legitimately. Because it's, you know, three, three, four seasons, like yeah. you go through that really quick. And I literally binge it probably once a year because I'm just like, wow, she's just so charming. America is so charming and so funny and so heart. It's so heartfelt. And like, it's, it's just everything I want to be. And, you know, those two, two individuals are just superheroes. And if you don't follow their careers, do it because they're really doing the work. Yeah. I love that. I love that. And the whole, whole explanation. Um, thank you for that. Thank you for being so open, so candid. I am truly honored to have you here. My last question is, what are your top five favorite musical theater shows? Oh, no, you did not just do that. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Okay. I will tell you my, I'll tell you the ones that have like really impacted me over the last few years. Um, number one is Michael Arden and Duck West's Spring Awakening revival. Blew my mind. It's everything I want to do as a producer and as a performer. It told the story in a way that just elevated it in such a way that, like, I understood. I've done the show before and I've seen the show before, and it wasn't until this production that I understood the show. And I think that that is a testament to what artistry and what it was that they did. Mm -hmm. And so that's, that's my number one as of the last like 10 years. Um, Hamilton. Oh, I saw an actor's fun performance of it. That was the first time I saw it cried from start to finish. The music started instantly bawling, <laughs> saw the representation on stage and was like, I, I can do this. That's, that was actually the term for me that went back into acting was watching Hamilton. I said, I can do that. I could be, I could be on that stage. Yeah. I could be doing what they're doing. Look at those people that look like me. Yes. That, so that's a big, that's a big one. Uh, and Juliet, as of late, um, this particular season, and Juliet really blew my mind. Yeah. Um, I saw it in London. Um, I was in, I was in callbacks for it. Um, <laughs> but, but I, I went to London and I was like, I have to go see this. I've, I, it's been circulating and it's, the music that I grew up with, I want to, mm -hmm. I want to, I want to see it. And I cried. I mean, in, in the same way that I did with Hamilton, 
I just sobbed watching May's story unfold and have it not be a gimmick and not have it be this corny thing. It just, I felt so seen. And it wasn't until a year later that I came out as non-binary and as trans. And it was because of that show. And, you know, I, I saw it on Broadway and Justin is doing such an incredible job. Like they're an incredible powerhouse. They're beautiful. They're beautiful inside and out. Like they're so so talented and yeah it just it 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 reminded me that I can fully be myself in these rooms I walk into an audition and I don't apologize I don't I don't come in like I said before with that costume or that disguise of this is what I think you want to hear I walk into a room now Lindsay Mendez once said to to us in an acting class is a good friend uh Lindsay Mendez said um that she she has like five songs in her audition book because she goes into a room and says, I know exactly who I am. I will do different interpretations of these songs that fit the show, but these are the songs that speak to me. So this is what I'm singing today. And so that's what I've taken on in my audition book. I go in and I say, I'm singing this song and this may not be what you asked for. You're going to want to hear me sing this. But this is me. And it, but this is me. You want to see me. That's the whole point of these auditions. You want to see that I have the range. You want to see that I can embody the character. Let me sing and show you who I am. And, you know, and Julia did that. And Julia did that for me. Um, so those are three. Rent changed my life. Rent is what got me into musical theater. That was the first professional show that I saw. And I said, that, I want to do that. And I thought I was a mark. I'm not a mark. I'm an angel. And it, I had to grow up and realize that on <laughs> the show a bunch of times. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I was never a mark. Okay, cool. Okay, whatever. Um, what other shows? And then the last one I will say, Legally Blonde. Legally Blonde is my musical theater show. It is my gym song. It is It's your comfort everything. show. It's my comfort <laughs> show. It like... You listen to that stuff when you're in a bad day and you're walk, you're strutting around the streets of New York and going, I, I am so much better than before. <laughs> <laughs> I absolutely love so this. And yes. So dumb. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I mean, it does the work. It lives your spirit. It so it's that good. <laughs> oh, I hope they make so much money for the rest of time. <laughs> yeah. Danny, thank you so much for being here, for sharing your story. This has been amazing, amazing. You now know how much I admire you. Um, Just thank you so much for being here and for sharing your story with us. Thank you so much for having me. I adore you and your podcast is incredible. I've been a fan of it for a very long time. Um, I thank you for you know, sharing and putting a spotlight on some of us who don't really get to be a part of these conversations in this way. Like, I, I really appreciate it. And this was so fun. I, I can't wait to talk to you more. Thanks, everyone, for listening to this new episode of Backstage Talk. Remember to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Backstage Talk Podcast.
Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.